This week on Dueling Review, it's Thor and Loki Double Trouble number three from Marvel Comics. Thor and Loki are transported into an alternate universe where they run into the goddess of thunder, Jane Foster. Can she help these misbehaving brothers find their way home? Hmm? One of the things that I always talk about uh, to our listeners, and dear listeners, you probably have heard me talk about this before, maybe not on Dueling Review, but certainly on the Major Spoilers podcast and on our Finally Friday show, uh, are comics that are suitable for the youngins. People are, are writing to us. Sometimes they'll tweet to us and say, hey, you know, what's a good comic for my kid to read? I think they would be into superheroes, but I'm kind of concerned because, you know, sometimes that MJ and Peter start smooching their lips a little too much, and that's a little bit too... Uh, too much content for my young child. Uh, so what do you got? And usually I will point people to IDW's um, Marvel action series, if they're into Marvel characters, because those are really kid-friendly books that uh, that are done in a really nice art style and, you know, is, is tame. There's nothing really salacious in that. And I, and I usually say that Marvel really doesn't have something for young kids. However, Thor and Loki Double Trouble actually is a book that I would say, parents, if you are looking for something for your kids, this is probably the book to check out. It's super friendly. It's super. I mean, yes, there's some violence in here because in this issue, issue three, they're beating up on some uh, mountain giants. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's it's pretty tame. Yeah, I would actually agree. That was the first thing that came to mind here was I was thinking for a moment that this was one of those you know, a Marvel adventure series or something mm -hmm. that's out of continuity dealing with like a younger version for a while. They had an Avengers book that was like Marvel adventures, Avengers where the team had like the wasp and storm and, and Spider-Man. And it was actually really kind of cool. But yeah, the first thing that I thought when we were getting into this is like, Whoa, look at the art. Yeah. Guri, Guri, Hiru is the, uh, is the artist. That's an artist group, I guess. Um, yeah, Gory Hero is actually two artists, uh, yeah. Sasaki and Kawano. So for those of you who are patrons at the $25 level and higher who get the, the monthly print, and you know that we've kind of switched over to Carter Johnson doing the art for the postcards, Carter's art looks a lot like uh, Gory Hero's art. And uh, so if you're wanting, if you're picturing in your mind, well, what does this art look like? And you've been getting those postcards. Uh, that's what it looks like. Or if you follow Carter on Twitter, which you should, um, you've seen her art and it kind of has this kind of flowy kind of nice little art, you know, uh, style. And that's what we see here in the pages. So I really identified it with the art very easily. And I thought it was wonderful, too. I mean, the, the writing is nice and simple from uh, Mariko Tamaki. And there is nothing bad about this book. That's all I can say. There is nothing bad about this book. Yeah, it's really kind of cute. Um, it, it seems to be dealing with like, not necessarily teenage, but a young Thor and Loki involved in some sort of uh, crazy, wacky nonsense. And of course, crash landing into the land of the giants. And then, of course, they meet Thor's successor, who is also Thor and threatens to kick his butt. Well, I think but they're yeah. in a I think they're in a multiverse. I think they're in a different uh, universe. Possible. And that's kind of what Loki is saying is, oh, I think we're in a different universe and that's why we can't get back. And that's why uh, the only thing that I think is going to shock a lot of people is when the female Thor shows up because isn't yeah. the, or I'm not sorry, uh, uh, female Loki shows up at the end. Isn't that just <laughs> regular Loki in a different form? Yeah, uh, Loki doesn't necessarily have uh, any problem with changing gender. gender? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a while, I think right after Secret Invasion, he spent a lot of time. And the body that he was in was actually Sif. Oh, okay, okay. He had stolen Sif's body. But yeah, Loki has shown the ability. Not only that, I think he goes from he gender fluid up and down. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so historically, before people start clutching their pearls and saying, oh, I'd never let my child read something like that. Uh, just keep in mind, historically, uh, Loki, if you go back to the Norse mythology, is a, uh, trickster is a trickster shapeshifter and is, you know, I would say gender fluid in many times, especially in the uh, in the story where uh, Loki has to transform into a mare and uh, chase off a was a monster or a horse or something that is uh, trying to invade Asgard. And like, you know, it saves the city and then all of a sudden Loki comes back and he has a, a, a foul with him. And the implication is that Loki gave birth to to that uh, little horse. Uh, but that's yeah. Yeah. And that's outside a, of this a foul would be like a chicken. Yes. Whatever it is. A baby horse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a Double Trouble is really a good book. It looks like it's only a four issue miniseries, which is, I guess, a little sad because I think this is something that Marvel needs to continue to do and i would love to see uh these creators continue on with this book and i think this is a perfect way i mean uh, you know put this in your disney stores put this at your uh you know at your kid friendly places put these at the walmarts and the targets and i think that you would sell a lot of these comic books to kids and i think that this would be something that even parents would just look at the cover and look at the interior art and go oh there's nothing in here that i would I would have concern with. And I, again, I only say that parents would have concern because, you know, if you show somebody that's too sexy, sexy, that's too salacious. If you got too much smooching in there, that's too salacious. Uh, this is like totally neutral territory. This is like kid friendly. The the and I, and, and I know some people would say it's boring to have no controversy or nothing salacious in here. But this is just good fun between uh, two half brothers as they uh, as they deal with their issues with one another. There's still a story. There's still conflict, you know. And uh, previously, I know Gorohiro had been working on uh, some of the Power Pack mm -hmm. minis, and they there were series. They didn't do all of them, but you would see a series of four issue Power Pack stories. Probably for the last, I want to say five or ten years, Power Pack will just pop up and do a four issue mini and then disappear. And I really kind of appreciate that. I like the fact that it's kind of a closed story. It's almost, but not quite the equivalent of, you know, the OGN style that you see in, you know, Europe and Japan and mm -hmm. such. That Yeah, I would that bet Marvel that Marvel this... could really, really adopt and probably make incredibly successful, but yeah, never I... will because they're evil. You know, the OGN stuff is really a great idea, but I was just, who was I listening to? I was listening to an interview with somebody, maybe it was Tom Brevoort, uh, but he's just like, you know, we are so used to the singles, the trade. And and that's it that we don't we don't go directly to the trade or we don't go to the OGN that often because we don't know how to to sell that. Uh, and and that may be true. But it, yeah, if this is only a four issue miniseries, it's probably what is that? Twenty two times. And this is a fairly quick read. So twenty two times four is eighty eight. So a ninety six page book. Right. That would be a really good OGN. That would be a really good one shot comic to put out. I think that this book, when it's collected, will have a long, long, long shelf life. Yes. at bookstores and through Amazon. I agree. And I think that the only part about it that puzzles me is, you know, tying into the Jane Foster Thor. And then I realize 
Thor 4 is coming out and Natalie Portman is all bulked up. Yeah. To be yeah. Playing it, so. But then they're also, again, like I said, they're, they're going into the we're in a different universe or we're in a different reality. And that's why Thor is a woman and Loki is a woman in right. in this. So but that's that's, always, that's the thing. I actually read that as young Loki and young Thor coming from another reality into the 616 Marvel. Maybe. Of several years ago. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, listeners, what do you think? Let us know. Podcast at Majorspoilers.com or even better yet, jump into our Discord server and let us know there. Uh, Tixor is saying uh, the Loki story that I'm thinking about, he's trying to distract a workhorse so the gods don't lose a bet. Something about building a wall uh, is if I remember correctly. So thank you for that correction, Tixor. It's been a couple of years since I've dived into the Norse gods uh, stories and books. Uh, definitely worth picking some of those up, including the Norse mythology book from Neil Gaiman um, is where I heard this story. So there you go with that. Um, unfortunately, when there's nothing to complain about in a book, <laughs> these kinds of discussions go really, really fast. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add to this, Matthew? Because this is a, a really short review. There's Again, if there were things that I would complain about, if there were problems that I had, if I, if I was just sitting there going, oh, my God, I can't believe the art in this or, oh, this story is so dumb. But it's really not. Yeah, it's really well done. And I feel like the best parts of it for me are just the almost animation style. And I know that that's kind of a dirty word among some comic fans, but the almost animation style designs of Thor and Loki you can see, you know, a definite Paul Dini influence in the big, bulky, you know, inverted triangle with legs Thor design. But he's also traveling with a really thin, big-eyed Loki, you know, who looks like the traditional, almost the manga protagonist. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because it's coming from uh, Tamaki and uh, Gurihiro. It yeah. very has some manga influence in it. And that's really cool. And I feel like the best part of the whole story is when they crash land, they don't know where they are. They're yelling at each other. And throughout like two pages, you see just frost giants starting to pop mm -hmm. up out of the woodwork as they shout at each other. Mm -hmm. And finally, they're surrounded by 30 frost giants. I mean, it's a really well done issue. And I want to I point this out. This is very important. When you say all ages, sometimes people think it's kid stuff. This is genuinely an all-ages book. This yeah. is entertaining to me as an old dude. I was entertained and, by yeah. it. I was like, so here's the thing. If you just read inside the front cover to find out what happened previously and why these two are uh, traveling through to an alternate universe, uh, it explains it inside that front cover. There is nothing that is confusing about this book. When Jane Foster shows up as, as, uh, as the goddess of thunder, it's just something that you just roll with and you just go right through. And when the other Loki shows up, you just roll with it and just go right through. And so there's nothing in here where you're going to be scratching your head and saying, oh, is this where Null is going to show up and, and try to get the symbiotes on everyone? Don't or is, is this where when does when does the Hellfire Gala start in this book? It's not going to happen in any of this. This is basically and this is a fairly standalone story in itself just with this issue. I mean, it's not complete because you do have. Like I said, I think one more issue in this run. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's a super easy read. If you don't read the previous two, you're not missing out on anything. I think you'll be um, I think you'll be well rewarded if you do read the first two and the fourth book. Uh, but, you know, this by itself is a big thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh... So Mark Smith 72 says when they're drawing Thor and Loki, is there any influence from Tom Hiddleston or Chris Hemsworth? Not really. 
No, I would say the the clearer uh, influence that I'm seeing is kind of a young Sean Penn in Thor, and Loki looks a little like Deku. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't see the Sean Penn in a big hulking uh, Thor. No, you got to think about Sean Penn like uh, Fast Times era Sean Penn. <laughs> yes, when he was uh, skinny up on when he was really super skinny and and uh, knocked up yeah. on on the drugs. Yeah, I don't see that in Thor young either. Sean Penn. I'm definitely seeing a young Sean yeah. Penn, especially no. when he's standing there and he's like, "Whoa, way to go, Hamilton!" Yeah, and he's like, uh, "Mr. Han, this is our time, so I'm going to eat this pizza on." Our time, Mr. There's Han. nothing wrong with a little feast on our time, right? Yeah. So uh, two thumbs up for me. There's there's nothing wrong with this book. It's it's actually a so really good book. What they're saying is, if we get some this like England place. So how did focus, we end up? How did we end up with this book? Well, the people who listen to this show, our faithful spoilerites, uh, we need to give them a special name. What do we call them when they're when they're fans of the To Dooley Review? Duelists, our faithful spoilerites and duelists. They I think we'll just keep them as spoilerites. Let's keep it simple. Don't want right. to don't want to confuse it too much. Oh, I want to confuse everything. That's what I do. Well, yes, that is true. Concatenations and multiple iterations and things of that nature. But nonetheless, those who listen to the show, the faithful spoilerites, etc., went to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. They looked for the post entitled Dueling Review for today. Like if they were to do it right now, it would be Dueling Review for next week. So like what, the 9th? The 12th? The 12th? I don't know what day it is. So they're looking for May the 12th, and they will be able to vote on a list of comics that Stephen will put up there so that you can vote. But here's the deal. You want to vote before Sunday morning when the votes are tallied. So get all your friends. Come in here Friday. Make a party out of it. Everybody sit up overnight. Have a pillow fight. Eat some pizza. Figure out what book you want and just have everybody vote. That's right. Coming out next week from Boom Studios, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 25. Firefly, brand new verse number three, Magic the Gathering number two, uh, Mighty Morphin number seven, and Seven Secrets number eight. Dark Horse Comics next week has Bandette, uh, volume three. Uh, we also have, what else do we have? Cyberpunk 2077, Night City Gang, Tiger Claws Puzzle. Ooh. Too many letters. That's yes. too many words. And I don't know what any of them mean. Grendel, Devil's Odyssey number six of eight, and House of Lost Horizons number one kicks off next week at Dark Horse Comics. Dynamite Entertainment next week has Red Sonia, The Superpowers, number five, and Vampirilla versus Purgatory, number three. I'm enjoying both of those books. That's great. Uh, I hear very good things about both of them. Also, if you are so inclined, uh, if you like that Boys series on the Amazons, Boys Omnibus Volumes 4, 5, and 6 also drop next week. IDW Publishing has Canto in the City of Giants, number two, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 281. We also get My Little Pony Friendship is Magic 2021 Annual. That's a $6 book and Sonic the Hedgehog number 39. Image Comics next week has Birthright 49. The Department of Truth number one gets a fifth printing. That is a very popular uh, book, especially in these days of uh, conspiracy theories run rampant. Uh, I, I think that book may be just a little dangerous, but uh, people are loving it left and right. Let's see. Ice Cream Man, number 24. Silver Coin, number two. And The Time Before Time, number one. Oh, let's see. What's going on over at Marvel Comics? Marvel Comics has Children of the Atom, number three. Conan the Barbarian, number 21. Fantastic Four, number 32. Oh, Heroes Reborn came out this week. We've got a review of that over on the Major Spoilers website. But Heroes Reborn, number two, arrives next week. 
as does Heroes Reborn Hyperion in the Imperial Guard number one. And what I'm looking forward to, Heroes Reborn Peter Parker Amazing Shutterbug number one. Silk uh, number three drops next week, as does Spider-Woman number 12 and X-Factor number nine. In all the rest category, who do we have? We have Black Cotton number two, uh, Doctor Who Missy number two, Grim Fairy Tales number 48, Heavy number six. Let's see, Marie, uh, Maria Lovitz, uh, Eros Psyche number three. There's a bunch of nudity in that book, so be careful, kids. Yep. Um, and then we also have a Yokai Watch graphic novel, volume 17, for $10. That's just a little bit of the lists that are coming out next week from uh, previews from Diamond Comics. Over on the DC Comics side next week, we have American Vampire 1976, number eight. We have Batman uh, Urban Legends, number three. That is a, uh, I think that's a, that's a, must be a black label book. Or, no, that's not a black label book, though, but it is a $7.99 book. Holy cow. Yeah, was, uh... Batman the Detective, number two. Uh, Breach, number six. That is from the 2006 uh, uh, series. That's a digital edition if you want to get that. The Dreaming Waking Hours, number 10. The Joker, number three. Uh, Justice League Last Ride, number one, kicks off next week, as does Legends of the Dark Knight. Issue number seven, a digital first for a mere 99 cents. And then everyone's favorite Matthew Rorschach, issue number eight, arrives next week. So what's it going to be, dear listener? What's it going to be? Spoiler rights. Uh, We need you to head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. And we need you to cast your vote. And uh, based on whichever title gets the most votes, that's what we will review next week. And more more importantly, if you are a patron over at patreon.com slash major spoilers, you can connect your Patreon account to our Discord server, and then you can listen to us record this show live, though I might, we might have Tixura turn this into a stages room in case people want to jump in with uh, really quick hits like uh, the clarification on the Loki story. Uh, we could yeah, maybe do that in the future. You may be able to hear yourself on the Dueling Review podcast. Um, who knows where we're going to go in the future? Sign up, become a patron. If you're not, we certainly understand if you can't. But uh, the more of you jump on board, the more fun we have here on the Dueling Review show and in our Discord server, Dueling Review. And uh, until next week, take care, everybody. And maybe next week we will hear Matthew say, Lo, did someone say to me that the world might roll. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.